What up? Welcome into the Swish Masters podcast. I'm your co-host, the executive producer, and we got a few things on the table today. NBA draft just happened. We got generational prospect and Victor Wimbanyama. We got NBA movement. We got trades. We got the Boston Celtics getting big-time players. We got the Suns getting big-time players. The Warriors getting a big-time player. Everywhere, man, it's going on. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Crazy news going on. This is your co-host, Kitty Guru. Yo, Dylan Brush is demanding a questionable number for his services to play for his next team. We're going to react to that. Man, a lot of other NBA rumors. What's going on with Dane Willard, man? He's meeting with the front office. What does that mean? We'll give our thoughts on that and much more here on the Swiss Masters Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. What up? Welcome back to the Swiss Masters Podcast. Q, we had the NBA draft, man. New legends to be told. New youngins coming into the league, man. Obviously, we saw one of the biggest uh, prospects <laughs> ever in Victor going number one. Uh, but a lot of action, man. A lot of action for the draft night and a lot of cool moments to experience with these young guys, man. Yeah, you man. Got? What yeah, you think man. about the draft so far? <laughs> Yo, it was a really good to see the draft, man. Uh, shout out to all the players got drafted. Your lives will forever change. Not everyone can says they not everyone can say that they played in the NBA. Some of the best talent in the world. So you're officially one of them. Shout out to all y'all. Uh, some highlights from the draft, bro. We saw a pair of twins get drafted again. Yo, since uh, making yeah, history, making history, man, back to back, top five, both of them, man, four and five, um, well deserved. And uh, of course, we all knew Wimby was going to win one. I feel like that was settled. But one of the questions was, um, who would go number two? And uh, a lot of believe it would have been Scoot, but the Hornets picked up Brandon Miller. Uh, yeah. So I know some Hornets fans, if you look on social media, are upset about it. <laughs> uh, but, you oh, know, man. me personally, I got nothing against that pick, you know. Um, you already have a mellow ball there. You already got some good guard play. You need to fill a need, and you need a forward. So Brandon Miller is that, you know, you need scoring. He'll, he got you. So, But um, I understand, but based on what Brandon Miller said, I don't know if y'all heard his comments, but he named his his personal goat, which is fine, his own personal goat. But still, I've never heard anyone say Paul George being the goat of anything, and that's no disrespect to Paul George. I like Paul George. I, I appreciate his service to OKC, man. MVP candidate, one of the best years ever. I enjoyed that season with OKC, uh, but no, <laughs> greatest of all time. Come on, man. <laughs> And he backed it up. He backed it up. So I'm like, you know what? Shout out to Brandon for backing it up. But, you know, I personally would have lowered your draft stop saying something like that. That's just just me. But shout out to him getting drafted, bro. Shout out to Brandon Miller, man. Hey, I respect the young guy, man. He he said, this is who I'm rolling with, and I'm doubling down on it. But it's it's so funny, kind of ironic, that he went to Michael Jordan's current soon to be not his team <laughs> in Charlotte mm-hmm. 
MJ's last pick. I mean, for right now. I mean, for the foreseeable future. You never know what MJ's going to do next, but, you know, got these billions of dollars richer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. At least as majority owner. Right, at least as majority owner. He can, he can buy another team if he wants to. But. Easily. <laughs> but, man. Easily. Uh, speaking of that, so, like, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but Wimby uh, had to select five players to pick to, like, save the world. And mm. honestly, I like where his head is at. So at PG, he has Steph Curry, shooting guard Michael Jordan, small four LeBron James, power four Tim Duncan, and center mm. Shaq. I was like, you know what? To pick a team to save the world. I think I agree with his pick, man. That's a solid team. You know what I'm saying? That's how you raise draft stock, Brandon Miller. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> That was Brandon Miller's list. He'll have PG at small forward, and I don't know. Shrimp. <laughs> Something shrimp that way. <laughs> From Seattle? <laughs> I don't know, man. Yo, I expect you to say that one. I don't know, man. Oh, man. I'm just, I'm just tripping, bro. But yeah, shout out to women for that list, bro. I can. That's one of the best lists I've ever seen, man. So. Man, I'll take that five against anyone. Almost. Anybody, man. That's a good five. Uh, Mm. But anyway, so we have to pose this question now. Uh, Which player do we think is going to be the most successful in the first season as a rookie? You know, we got multiple candidates here, but yeah, what, what are your thoughts on that? Definitely a talented uh, group for sure. Uh, top notch, top three. And I think that a lot of people, like you said, were thinking Scoot Henderson. Uh, I think that he's probably the most NBA ready um, with him having that G League experience. But Wimbayama's whole, him as a, he, he himself, Chico, Seven foot four guard. He would do everything. And he went to San Antonio, the best organ one arguably one of the best organization organizations historically in the NBA. One of the greatest coaches of all time. We saw the picture of him with David Robinson, Sean Elliott, Manu Ginobili, the great Tim Duncan. He has he himself, like I said, Chico, and he has the best team organization around him. I feel like he's going to have the keys to the kingdom like really soon. Like there's not much else you can do with him. Um, Only other guy I can think of that like compares, like at least in size is like bowl bowl. And we saw him, he's gotten some glimpses in Orlando, but I feel like Victor being in San Antonio with what he can do is going to be legit. Yeah, that's a good pick, man. That mentorship around him. Uh, that's going to do a lot. He's very lucky, blessed to be in that type of organization with a coach like Pop, too. Man, that's... And you're right. He'll immediately have the keys to the franchise. Like, he really will. So, that's a very good pick. But I'm going to go with Scoop. Uh, yeah, I think, just like you said, a lot of people believe he's the most NBA-ready. And you look at his game, he really is. Uh, in Portland, uh with or without Dane, 
you know, I believe he'll have a very successful year. And by this time, and by the time the season is, the season is over, uh, we will be looking at either Wimby or Scoop for Rookie of the Year. I feel like it'll be a tight race. Uh, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But, you know, there's a lot of things that came out recently that I was kind of right about. So, y'all just, I don't know, y'all key in a little bit, you know? Don't be too surprised, <laughs> man. So, He's yeah. using the guru powers. He's <laughs> in the future, man. He's, he's He knew stuff. Yeah. I don't know how he knew it, but he knew it. Yeah, it's crazy, man. So, yeah, shout out to those two players, man. I think the league is in good hands. I believe this draft right here is going to be one of the better draft classes that we have in a while. Especially if you look at, like, these recent years that we had. You know, considering how Ja's going right now and how Zion's going right now. It's, uh, it's pretty rough right now, man. So, hopefully these uh, these can be like the future stars, you know what I'm saying? So, I still, don't get me wrong, I still believe in Ja. I'm still hopeful for Zion, but you know, it's not looking too good right now. It's, it's not the best. It's just, situations. It's just not the best. Situations, uh, man. <laughs> it, uh, uh, all I'm yeah. saying. <laughs> right, exactly. And finally, nugget about this draft. There are some players that fell that uh, you know that we think that we didn't, that we didn't think will fall according to the various draft boards we've seen. Uh, but overall, I, I feel like all the picks that were made were mostly like team needs. But some some players fell into really good situations, like uh, for example, uh, Chris Murray, Keegan Murray's uh, brother. You know, with the Rockets, man, and the Rockets picks that day. I thought the Rockets had a good draft. The Mavericks had a good draft and what they did on draft day. The Wizards, of course, uh, <laughs> maybe winners of an overall draft, you know, with all their selections and everything they're doing. So, uh, overall, I feel like those are the teams that highlight that had really good selections. I know your team, Miami Heat, had some good sele- had a good selection. Mm-hmm. Yep. Shout out to OKC. Uh, so yeah, man, it's gonna be interesting draft. Next, next up is summer league, and we get to see these teams go at it. And I feel like I believe Wimby and Brandon are going at it first game of summer league. I could be wrong, but but yeah, that'd be some good basketball to see. Definitely. I think summer league is gonna be aired on. NBA TV and ESPN, all the games. Uh, nice. It'll be cool, man. So, some good summer run coming. Looking at the schedule. They're playing in Las Vegas, Sacramento, and Salt Lake City. Hmm. Solid. <laughs> yep. That's right. Charlotte and San Antonio. They're game two. So, you'll oh, see uh, Brandon Miller and Wimby go at it. So, Nice. Let's cool. see. Yeah, these in good hands, man. NBA Blockbuster Summer coming towards you. We got trades, man. We got movement. Christoph Porzingis, one of the big blockbuster trades so far of the summer, lands with the Boston Celtics. Man, uh, forming that new big three, JT, JV, KP. It's interesting. Um, Celtics made a big acquisition. 
What do you think about that, man? Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, not only that, like, they had to give up some stuff to get him. So, like, to get a good piece like Chris Stouts, they had to give up uh, Marcus Smart, who he lose some leadership and some value on the defensive end. This is a recent defensive player of the year at the guard spot, and that's rare to get. Yeah. So, uh, shout out to Marcus Smart and his service to um, and his service to the Celtics, man. You know, all the good moves sure. and the bad, man. All the shacking of fools with the flopping. We'll miss <laughs> all those things, man. So, but shout out to Marcus Smart. But overall, this move does move the needle for me with the Celtics, I think. It does move it. Um, I in this in today's league, man, in the East, you have to you have to have a good front court, man. You gotta compete. And the depth that the Celtics have now in their front court is one of the best in the East, man. Uh, you still got Robert Williams, you still got Al Horford, and now you add on um KP. Uh, do, do they still have um was Hardenstein or something like that? Or I could be thinking somebody else. Nah, Wait, no, they, no, dude, that dude played for the Knicks, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. My fault, y'all. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> the, anyway, the, the, what I'm basically saying is their front court depth is really good. Um, in the East, where you have the likes of Joel Embiid and Giannis, uh, who are believed to be favors again in the East. So. Man, I think they're. I think they're good. They're right now currently currently constructed. Right now, they should be the favorites in the East as they're currently constructed. We don't know what the Bucks are going to do with Brooke Lopez and Chris Middleton. Uh, that's in the air. So, yeah, we don't know what James Harden's going to do with Philly. So. Yeah, so it's currently constructed. The Celtics would like to be the top contenders in the East. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that Kristaps helps them uh, coming off of a really good season in Washington, one of his healthier seasons uh, probably since New York, 23 mm-hmm. game, mm-hmm. rebounds, blocks. He's going to add that to the to the repertoire. And definitely add some scoring, help uh, take the a little bit of a load off of Tatum and Brown, for sure. Uh, but for me, I don't think it moves them into the favorite contender. Uh, obviously, they're going to compete for a championship. That's what they do. But I got to look at what they lost and and Smart and Marcus Smart. The Celtics already had like a slight issue at the point guard playmaker floor general spot with Marcus Smart kind of being a, a makeshift point guard. No disrespect to him. He's a great playmaker. He's making uh, timely shots for him. Obviously his defensive presence, veteran leadership, toughness, all that stuff is important. And I feel like that type of uh, energy and that type of role is something that this Celtics Celtics team needs and with that being gone, they still have a kind of a void to fill with 
point guard playmaker? Is it going to be Brogdon? Is it going to be uh, Peyton Pritchard? Are they going to go out and get another like playmaker? Because we've seen over the past couple of seasons when it's time for playoffs and Tatum has a lot of pressure on him, trying to make plays for other guys and score. Jalen Brown, same thing. They need someone really to be able to come in and take the 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 head and and be able to generate you know offense for everyone else for them so they can get those easy buckets when it comes to the playoffs you're not looking like all right here you go go iso go get a bucket you can do that certain times in a game especially when you got it going but if you play like that 48 minutes and in the playoffs and just even like into this long season it gets old and teams pick up on it so they to me that's going to be an issue but I definitely think uh, I do like the, the overall acquisition. Just doesn't move them over the threshold for me. That's a good point about the playmaking. That's another aspect that's lost. Uh, because we saw late in the season, um, that was mostly Marcus Smart's responsibility. I know we've seen Jalen Brown. He didn't prove to be the best at that. Even this season before, but Jason Tatum didn't prove to be the best with that. So. They need to find a bona fide playmaker, man. They need to find one. Yeah. And me personally, who I think would have been the perfect fit is probably CP3. Me personally. He wouldn't have to do much. Just worry about playmaking. He's one of the best at it of all time. But, you know, too late for that now. But, yeah, man. But you're right about that. That's a good point. And to go back to Marcus Smart, he is now with the Grizzlies. Uh, as you know, Josh Moran is suspended 25 games. That is a lot of games. Um, that can kind of help make or break your season if you're a basketball squad. So, um, yeah. I feel like Marcus Smart kind of fills the void a little bit in that. Although I do like, um, I do like Tyus Jones. Yeah. And though he's he's on to the Wizards now in this trade as well. This is a three-team trade with the Celtics, the Grizzlies, and the Wizards. Uh, Tyus went to the Wizards. Marcus Smart went to the Grizzlies. And, of course, KP went to the Wizards. KP went to the Celtics. Uh, I think there's some other role players involved in that. Right? But, yeah. Um, but still, those are the main key, the key players, though, that we're looking at. Uh but I believe Marcus Smart is like a culture setter. And that's really what Memphis needs right now. They need to change that culture or whatever's going on right now. Uh, I know a lot of people are blaming Dylan Brooks for it, but clearly it's some deeper stuff going on, man. They need veteran leadership. Marcus Smart is one of the best doing that. So especially when you listen to how people talk about what he does post games and uh, how he talks, how he speaks, you know, so he should really help that squad out. And that's a, that should help keep Memphis afloat while Giles absent. And if Giles open to it, that's a good variant to listen to. So not only Giles, but like all those young players in that Chris's locker room. So should be good. He, he does for that boy. I, I like the move that, the Memphis, that Memphis did. For sure. I like the uh, 
addition of Marcus Smart for sure because he brings that type of grit and grind, if you, you know, so to speak, with what is like Memphis culture. They kind of need to bring that toughness back. We've been hearing about the job situation for a long time, and obviously everyone said it. You need veteran leadership. It's a young team, and you bring in a guy like Marcus Smart, who's, like you said, a culture setter, who's going to play tough. He's going to challenge his teammates. He's going to make them better in a lot of ways, not just as basketball players, but just as people. So I think that's a really good move by the Grizzlies. And uh, it's kind of weird, but similar to Tony Allen, in a way, if you look at their careers, Tony Allen started off with the Celtics, actually started off at Oklahoma State, just like Marcus Smart, went to the Celtics, just like Marcus Smart, got traded to the Grizzlies, like Marcus Smart. So very tough defensive-minded guard, uh, leadership, outspoken, you know what I mean? Like, really good pickup. So, I think it's going to be a good fit, man. Yeah, should be a really good fit. I'm definitely excited about it, bro. Oh, yeah. Then the other guys in the trade include Danilo Gallinari, Mike Muscala, mm-hmm. coming from the Celtics, going to the Wizards. Grizzlies sent Tyus Jones to the Wizards as well. And a couple of draft picks. You got the 2024 first round pick going to Celtics, along with a number 35 pick in this year's draft going to the Celtics. I mean, going to the Wizards from the Celtics. Gotcha. So, okay. Yeah. Some moves may have made. And mm-hmm. well, we'll see how it goes. True, true. Uh, Tyus is a very capable guard. Uh, he's surely capable of starting. Um, so the Wizards have a good, a really good player there. Um, just that Wizards are just, man, Michael, <laughs> that dude just, just set it off over there, man. He's doing what he needs to do. <laughs> Full rebuild, but good luck to him in that situation. Uh, I really like Ty as a player. I, th- I feel like he can help teams that are ready to kind of win or, you know, or at least yeah. make that playoff push. Right now, I don't think the Wizards are, like, doing that right now. Full rebuild mode. So, I kind of hope he gets out of there somewhere. I don't know. Uh, as far as Celtics go, too, uh, D. Rose is a free agent. So, I know we're talking about guard play playmaking D Rose maybe there's some other guards out there you got James Harden still a free agent Russell Westbrook still a free agent um I don't know we got we got to talk about all the free agents out there at some point but you know those are just some of the many that are out there and Celtics do need to fill that gap man to be like you said like Surefire, but I still see them as like favorites despite that. I, I, I still think they get it done. It's fair. I mean, solid team, man. Conference finals, mm-hmm. past couple of, uh, years. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We just, we'll see. All right. And another trade that we saw during this NBA offseason, which is, again, this is just a start of the NBA offseason, y'all. It's just, 
that crazy. Um, <laughs> we talked about previously that, you know, CB3 will probably get traded again. You know, and he did get traded again by the Wizards to the Warriors. Now, we did cover on our podcast that there was a possibility that he will probably go to the Warriors because the Warriors did pursue Chris Paul when Chris Paul was still a member of the Phoenix Suns. Now, we both argue like we don't see that really working well, but we would just have to see. And apparently, they they really wanted Chris Paul. Like, they really wanted Chris Paul. So, now, the Warriors have Chris Paul playing alongside Klay Thompson and Steph Curry. If you don't know the stats about Draymond Green right now, but they still do have Andrew Wiggins. But they are now without the services of Jordan Poole. Jordan, Jordan Poole is now a Washington Wizard. Uh, Zay, are there any additional trade details from that trade? Definitely, man. Uh, in that trade, the Wizards acquired 2030 protect the first round pick and a 2027 second round into the Wizards. Wizards are stockpiling these draft picks, man. Yes. Also included, um, let me see, make sure I got this right. So it's kind of muddy with that um, Washington trade because he, CP, if all right, let's, the trajectory is that he went from Phoenix to Washington to Golden State. So separate trades, by the way, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Washington has their hands in all of the draft picks. They just grabbing them all. So they got pick swaps from 2024 to 2030, basically. It's pretty insane. Um, And I think there were a couple other role players that I just lost. But But those picks that the Warriors gave up are significant because that Jordan Poole contract, significant you know as you all remember Jordan Poole signed for an extension last like last summer yeah uh, now this season didn't go as well as we all predicted for Jordan Poole but there's some factors that went along with that precisely more and more specifically the the punch that went viral and that everybody saw now uh at the end of the season we saw that that did play a role in the postseason you know after all this time, you know, Draymond's trying to talk up Jordan Poole in the playoff game. Jordan Poole is basically ignoring Draymond. Uh, Steph uh, criticizes Jordan Poole. He talks to Draymond Green. Um, and now we see the results of all this, man. You know, at certain points, you just got to, I don't know, man. Your championship is online. You're trying to defend your title. But that clearly still being an issue doesn't it doesn't help team chemistry at all Mm-mm. it doesn't it doesn't help so i mean I, I do feel for jordan Poole. i i don't know the whole details about what happened i i don't know i don't remember all the details bro but whatever it was uh y'all y'all did not get over it so and now we see him going i believe jordan Poole can like average 25 a game with the Wizards, um, a whole new start is probably is probably what's best. 
for him at this point. So, yeah, good luck. You're playing with Tyus Jones. Uh, you got some young players over there with the Wizards. Um, for sure. They got some young players and many young players to come. That's, <laughs> that's a whole lot of young players to come. Yeah. So you're in a situation that's not the best, but, you know, Make the best of what you're, you know, what you have. Yeah, you still getting paid. So, that's and he is a that's champion. a good point. Yeah. He is a champion. He is a champion. So, hey, I mean, honestly, it kind of works out if you're not really comfortable or, or, you know, you're not really gelling with your teammates anymore. You got to make the move, and I think the Warriors just made that smart business move. They kind of gave up some youth for the purpose of winning now. And Chris Paul, obviously a veteran Hall of Fame point guard, um, giving up, obviously, Jordan Poole. They gave it, I found those players, Ryan Rollins, Patrick Baldwin Jr., mm. yeah. some other young players from the Warriors. So they're See, giving up the youth for yeah. that. that. That that compromises their future a lot, honestly. Uh, Jordan Poole would seem to be like, you know, that dude to step, you know, after step, you know what I'm saying? Or to take the reins and stuff, you know, like ages. Uh, it's tough, man. It's like you're really making that decision to win now when it doesn't really move the needle for me, man. This Chris Paul trade, it really doesn't. I would have rather they traded Jordan Poole. It's tough because his, tra- his, his, his trade value went down in that postseason, so... That's why you had to include those picks. So, but still, I would have rather them got some, some, something in the front court to help them. A big man, something, a, a wing, something like that. Yeah. Chris Paul is moving the needle a lot for me. Uh, and how's Chris Paul going to do? We, we both mentioned it in the previous podcast that Chris CB3 may have to come off the bench to be successful in the future because of his injury history and how he's getting older. Um, but with this Warriors team here, we know how they like to move. Uh, this is a constant motion offense. Uh, CP3 is, is used to playing the slower pace in the half court. Uh, will Steve Kerr adjust for CP3? I don't know. It's It's a clunky fit right now as we see it. It'll be exciting to see how they work it out. But overall, uh, it's just kind of ironic that they're in this situation, coming off a championship just in 2022, and now basically trade away your youth, adding a primary ball handler who's older. I respect the CV3, but he's older, and he's just not... the, The... the style of play is different, and the funniest thing is that Mike Dunleavy Jr., new new GM for the uh, new executive for the Warriors, coming in after Bill, not Bill, dang Bob Myers. Yep. You know he had the statement about, oh yeah, we plan on keeping Jordan around for a few years or whatever it was, and a couple days later he was out of there. I'm just like, dang, cold world out here, but <laughs> hey, you got to make the tough moves, man. Um, I don't know. Uh, I got to shout out my younger brother. He's a Warriors resident fan, and he's also 
not happy about the youth of Jordan Poole being gone, but uh, it's what it is. It's, it really just depends, man. What's Draymond going to do? Draymond is a, a, a big part of this team, his presence and his playmaking energy. It matters. So, yeah, want to see where that's going to go. And then if if he's on board and they, they they still have assets, they can use Kaminga, they have Looney. Um, still got Moody. If they add pieces or they make some other moves, if, if you know, once we get to midseason – We'll see how we'll see how this trade. We can reevaluate it, but as of right now, I'm like, eh, I don't get it. Yeah, same <laughs> man. And the report came out today with Draymond that you know he's looking at he's exploring options with other teams. Which me personally, I don't blame him. Uh, if he's trying to maximize the bag, go ahead. But the Warriors have a strong belief that they can retain him. But if they do not retain Draymond Green. And how that roster looks right now with limited cap moves so you can make. Because CB3 salary is up there. Still Curry. Clay is up there. Yes, <laughs> Clay. And he's due for a big contract again. So yeah. it's like, yo, the Warriors are in a very tough spot. And it sucks. But this this team just won the championship. And to find your team in this state, it's difficult, man. That is a GM job that is hard. But as long as you have Steph Curry, though, you should feel good, you know. But still, it's it's a tough job right now. Very tough. Um, that's just how this league works, man. It one day you're up, and the next day you're trying to put the pieces back together. It's crazy. So, oh, I I would not be in the NBA executive suite, man. It's it's tough. Yeah. <laughs> you know, last last thing about the CP3 thing, man. Uh, CP3 does say he's excited about playing with the Warriors, and he's excited to help them win some games. But I would be remiss if I didn't mention that. You know, I feel like CP3 and stuff are rivals to to a certain degree, man. These are rivals now playing on the same team. Uh, it's not to the degree where it's like you know, Russ and Beverly were playing on the same team. You know, they had they, it's not that level. It's not that level of, of like animosity or anything, but still, yeah. they Chris Paul has been eliminated by Steph early on. You know what I'm saying? When CB3 was with the Clippers and when he was with the Rockets, you know what I'm saying? This is a team he's always had to go up against, man, with Steph Curry. And Steph Curry, one of the best highlights from Steph Curry, bro, was when he was crossing CP up, bro. And I just wonder oh, if practice is going to be like, oh. bro, yeah, <laughs> I crossed you up. <laughs> Yo. Bro, that was one of the, the ooh, that, that highlight, bro. Man, that was nasty, bro. But still, just, you know, I'm just wondering how that's going to be, man, you know. And, and <laughs> Steve Kerr, you know. Like, how's that going to be, man? <laughs> the laughing in his face and then turn around. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was hilarious, bro. Uh, yeah, he had. it's a lot of history between CP and his team outside of uh, – <laughs> they're being one now. It's it's uh it's gonna be funny, but yo, because I can make an army if they got past <laughs> the Warriors, the Clippers could have probably made made a championship run by now. Because you know they should have made a championship run. Those teams were very they were, good. They were, and they were favored to win. That 
I'm, right now, y'all, if y'all not know, if you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about, these were baby wars, man. These yeah. ain't the wars as we know them now. This is before Step made that leap, you know? So, oh, yeah. But, man, anyway. Good luck. Look forward to see the moves they make, but the next move they need to do is, like, try to keep Draymond. That's about it. Say, we've had the trade that's still kind of like the... One of the highlight trades of the offseason so far, really. Bradley Bill is now a member of the Phoenix Suns. And they're still ironing out the trade details. And some new trade details came out. And you got him for us. Yeah, man. So, Bradley Bill moving on to the Valley. Joining Katie and Devin Book. And like I said, the Wizards have been on a tear <laughs> in these draft picks, man. So that initial trade with Bradley Bill obviously included, included Chris Paul. Along with Chris Paul, that was Landry Shamit. Four first-round picks, 2024, 2026, 20, 28, and 30. Six second-round picks, 2024, 20, 25, 26, 27, 28, 30. From the signs, as part of the deal for Bradley Bill. Man, See. one team has seven years of future. This the other team, you don't have a lot of say <laughs> in the next seven years, and that's alarming to me. But teach his own. They got Bradley Bill though, <laughs> so bro. To mortgage your future like this, man. That's a lot of pressure, bro. Exactly. Like, so now with all this, since these trade details came out, we got to reevaluate what we originally said, man. Like, the, to mortgage your future like this, the pressure to win now for the Suns is that much higher. Exponentially. That much higher. <laughs> higher. Yo. And you don't, not even to mention that, yeah, I don't know what you gonna do about death. That's that's, that's, that's one of my that's main a big part of too. this. Yes, so death, uh, injury concerns. Devin Booker has some injury concerns last year. Uh, of course, KD has his issues now and then. DeAndre DeAndre Aiden is a question mark because of. We have the questions about his attitude, really, and if he wants to really play. Now, uh, Monty Williams is gone. So I'm not sure what the whole issue was. Was it really just Monty or is it some other stuff on the team? But the Suns were rumored to be looking to trade him, and now they're not. The report came out that they're officially not wanting to trade DeAndre. We'll see. But as it stands right now, that's the team. Bill Booker, KD, uh, Aiden. You can try to resign um, campaign because you have his bird rights, but that's essentially your team. And I know this team is not going to play 48 minutes a night. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you have to do something. Uh, are you going to get some vets to come in or some young players come in on minimum deals that are undrafted? But is that so what you want to do? There's a report that came out today, actually, about the. What? So the Suns are holding 
workouts for uh, free agents. Some of those names that came up, you'll never guess who. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Suns are planning on working out Stanley Johnson. Okay. And I think we haven't heard in a lot of Good he while. Did. He had a good run with the uh, Lakers two, two yeah. years ago. Yeah. I'm, 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 yeah, Stanley for sure. I'm talking about another guy that's. Uh, oh, okay. I haven't heard from in a couple seasons. But I know he's been around, but he ain't been playing like that. But Jabari Parker, bro. <laughs> Jabari, Jabari Parker. Parker. We have a. Yeah. I, bro, Jabari. I was a fan of Jabari Parker coming out of uh, come out of high school, come out coming to Duke and everything. But he yeah, obviously had a the up and down career with it, bro. Injuries, man. Hey, that's the only thing that derailed his career. That's, that's about all the Suns can do, bro. They can work out some veteran minimum free agents and. and these guys like this and try to add to the team. Hey, Otherwise, y'all, maybe y'all can play for the Suns, man. They're holding workouts. <laughs> Reach out to the Suns, man. They need all the help that they can get. Man. <laughs> Yo. Hey. I ain't hear that name in a while, though, workout. man. If the Jabbar can do that and have like a comeback, that's literally all they can do. That's their hope. That's a good point, man. Go ahead. Reach out to IT. Lance Stevenson. Lance Stevenson. All these old heads. Is Trevor Ariza retired? <laughs> Is he done? And how many reach out to Trevor? Um, Bro, you got to. You got to. You got to add the talent somewhere. Um, you can't do it through the draft in the next few years. So you got to just. You got to keep doing this, get. and they got to keep doing this for the next couple of years hey, until they hello. trade someone. Melo, you sure you want to retire? Hey, you can come to Phoenix, bro. You can come sure off the bench. Can. I'm retired. Come, come hey. back to this Phoenix, man. Make him run again the chip. So, and that's crazy. It's, it's wild, bro. KD. It's very, very wild right now in Phoenix. Yo, I just hope this is not another net situation, bro. Bro, it's already looking like that, though. It is. It is. It's already looking not, like that. I hope it's not, though, man, because this would mean that was set up. That was set up a narrative for KD that I would not like for him to have. But I'm gonna wait to see when it's, when it's all said and done first. But you know, they they have to win. You have to do. win now. Kind of do now. Yeah. But are you favored to win? No. No, not in the West. Dude. The <laughs> are, are they still... fine in the West? <laughs> nope. <laughs> not at all, man. Yo, that team. That's man, that's that's tough. Yeah, man. Um I definitely think this adds a lot of stress, a lot of pressure to this to the core of, of Phoenix right now. And obviously they, they they know what they are here to do, trying to go win, but organization is uh I guess trying to work with them, but it it I don't know. We'll we'll see if they can add the right pieces, but they gotta go deep on a treasure hunt to find the right guys and yeah. make Charles it work Barkley, for the salary come on guys. Back. <laughs> Barkley. I'm retired. Oh, Charles. Oh, man. Need your help. Man, hey, go find somebody, bro. Yeah, there's some good players. We've seen them in Miami, man. Y'all y'all have some players on y'all squad. 
that can really help a team. So y'all can y'all, but I trust y'all staff more. That's what, you know I'm, saying. what I'm saying. Everyone can't do that. <laughs> Everyone can. can't do what Miami does. This is it's a different beat. Scouts are different in Miami, bro. Like yeah. this is it's tough. There's some there's only there's short there's a certain amount of scouts team that I trust in the NBA, bro. Like I trust Miami Heat. I believe OKC. Okay, I believe we got a really good scouting team, but the young talent we get. But yo, it does not work out like that for most of these NBA teams. So good luck, man. I just hope it don't. I hope they find some success this season, man. If not, it's gonna be. Got to. They have to for sure. John Collins is on the move. We know it's been rumored about his being unhappy there for a minute. Him wanting to be traded. He literally requested a trade during the season. And now he's gone. As John Collins is now going to the Jazz. And Atlanta is getting Rudy Gay and a future second round pick. Two things about this. One, it says something about your value. If you trade it for don't get me wrong. I like Rudy Gay. But this is like an older veteran player at this point. And he should be able to help the Hawks to some degree as a veteran. And a second-round pick, though. You know, John Collins' value has definitely dropped the past couple of years, man. So that's number one. Number two, you want to get out of there. I'm not sure you're in a better situation now. You're playing with Utah. Young team. They looked good at the beginning of the season. We were very impressed. They're at the top of our power rankings, you know, like the first part of the season. Yeah, last yeah. season. Yeah, uh, but the Jazz, man, it's ah, I don't know, man. What are you, what are your thoughts on this trade, bro? I, I mean, the only positive I could say is for John Collins, he's not in Atlanta, he's not with the Hawks anymore. But and this is no disrespect to Rudy Gay at all. Like you said, he's a veteran. He, we know what Rudy Gay has done over his career. Uh, to me, he should have been an all-star back in his uh, prime. True. And obviously, got kind of derailed with Achilles injury and stuff like that. But, yeah, I feel like Atlanta just kind of was like, all right, we'll, we'll see you out. <laughs> and they didn't really go after any, like, you know, kind of significant. I, I, I get, like, I, I would have seen, like, if you do Rudy Gay and I don't think they would have gave up uh, Laurie or anything like that, but no, I would have tried to get like you know maybe like two or three players for Collins, like a little package type deal. But no, they just were like, "We'll take Rudy Gay in a second round pick." You know, like that. <laughs> that tells you the amount of offers that were out there. Like literally nothing. They just really wanted to get rid of John. Collins, man. That's what that tells me. Because that's not really much value. Like, who won the trade? I would say easily that the Jazz won the trade. Like, you're getting a player who I believe has a lot of upside, and uh, him playing alongside Marketing and Walker Kessler. Uh, should be good. I hope I said that's his name right. You know that center for the Jazz? Walker Kessler, I think you said it right. Okay, cool. I was about to say, I don't know if I didn't say his name wrong. Yeah, I said it right, yeah. No, he was um, no, he was at the event. No, I started breaking, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. He was solid. 
It's solid. I think he's a good, solid center, man. A lot of potential, I think. So, yeah. Uh, but I don't really see Jazz going much anywhere. They can play Markman at the three or the four. And John can be at the. John's mostly known as a four. You know? I yeah. always see him going down to a three. So, I guess Markman can be at the three. Collins at the four. Or. But, yeah. Or the Jazz could be rerouting him somewhere else, you know. Who, yo, that's all you could get for him. Who else would want him? Maybe he becomes part of another package. Who knows? It's <laughs> I guess for these teams that don't, I don't know. There are some teams that are in dire straits of trying to get some players. You know, we talked about we the could Suns. buy him out. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, buy it's him crazy, out. bro. I mean, that's tough. They buy him out. It's just that you're not getting the value for his contract right now. That's the only thing. Yeah. Now, you used mm-hmm. to a couple years ago when he was trending in that direction, but ever since. I just have to believe if he's in a different environment that he'll play better. That's, yeah, what, that's, that's, that's what I want to believe, but, yo. I I think sometimes, like you said, it's it's all about getting a fresh start. And... We've heard his name in trade rumors for literally at least three seasons. Yes. But I mean, like, and that's that's hard. As you trying to go out there and do your job, and everybody's like, trade him, trade him. We're going to, we're hearing his, his name. We heard, we, I thought for sure he's going to San Antonio like two, two years ago at least. Mm-hmm. And never happened. So I'm sure that, that kind of plays a part in it. And everything that happened over the past, you know, season with uh, Trey and Coach, uh, McMillan, DeJounte having his moments. It, it's a lot. So mm-hmm. I'm I think I'm happy for John. I, I think this could be good for him. He could probably he could kind of do other things, reinvent himself in a way, maybe, and you know, maybe this maybe this works out for him. But it's not really a trade that is a needle thread or in any means for any team for either team I guess right yeah both teams are expected to be mostly similar positions like again like you said it doesn't really move the needle for the Hawks yeah uh, it doesn't really move the needle for the Jazz if anything for me I feel like it decreases the Hawks for a degree because you need someone to fill that front court you know like, you need to get yeah. a player to fill that front court position I mean you know, technically I really technically start <laughs> and Rudy's not a player that would start, right? So you have to do something else to find. And Wolves did report that Atlanta is making moves, you know, Darren Deal, Darren Deal mode, right? So uh, we'll see what they can do. But that, that situation does not look good for Atlanta Hawks, which is a team that, again, they were in the Eastern Conference Finals. Three years, three seasons ago. Not three years ago, but like three seasons ago now, probably. And to be this, a fringe playoff team is not good. Not a good look. And what does that say about Trey Young? And uh, it's not looking good. Yeah, he's got to come back and have a big season. Got to yeah. show that he's, he's still ice Trey. Right. It's funny, not only him, but Luca too, man. Like, 
I remember we were going to say, like, if the future will tell who won the de- that draft they trade <laughs> right now, yeah. now the team is looking good. <laughs> Maverick's not looking good right now. Hawks not looking good right now. Ooh, now speaking of Hawks, you know, we, we talked about Christian Wood, right? That would be a perfect mm-hmm. replacement. Possibly an upgrade to me with the Hawks. Did he play there before? Or? Oh, that was Houston. So. That was Houston. He played with Houston before. Yeah. And I, I remember seeing red. <laughs> yeah, I wish I wish Houston kept them. But like, you know, I feel I still think person will can be a valuable asset valuable asset. So see some good trainers around him. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll see the moves the Hawks make. In other news, man, we have potential moves and, and offers being made. One of those being Philadelphia's uh Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris over me. <laughs> Shout out to Jimmy Butler. But uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tobias Harris uh potentially maybe on the move, been kind of getting shopped around by the Sixers. Maybe you know, trying to get a package for him. Uh obviously we know Tobias Harris is a good player, but some people, and you know, very important people think that he's he's worth a lot more than he's uh being valued at. And that person being his own dad, Terrell Harris. I got a quote from Mr. Harris here. I want to read it out to y'all. He says, personally, I don't, oh, this is in reference to, um, does he think his son is being used properly in Philadelphia? His device here is being used properly. So he said, personally, I don't think so. The reason I say that, well, Tobias is an assassin scorer. I mean, they can't stop him. Nobody in the league can stop him. So he's proven that over his career, even when he was with the Clippers, he was an assassin scorer. And then L.A. traded him because they got too good. So they traded him to the Sixers. Ever since the Sixers, they put him in the corner. No no disrespect, (laughs) man. No disrespect, bro. I like Tobias Harris. Like, I like Tobias Harris, man. Hey, there like could be some truth in there. Could be some truth in there that that I do believe there could be some truth in there that Philly isn't using right. I do believe and fully agree with that. But the term assassin scorer, bro, KD is an assassin scorer to me. Devin Booker proved in the playoffs that he's an assassin scorer, bro. Like there are certain players in the league that can have that title. To me, I don't think Tobias Harris as an assassin scorer. Uh, I believe he can do a lot of things for you. I believe he can be a three-level scorer. But he's had chances to prove that he can be that dude, but he hasn't really fared well so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my thoughts on the assassin score piece. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the fact that Philly is shopping him around, that's tough. Because I think that's a valuable asset. And I feel like they should be able to keep him, but if you're not going to use him properly... Go ahead and move him, but I would like—I would like to believe that Nick Nurse will use him effectively, though. Yeah, Yeah. I would like to see how it looks under Nick Nurse's system first before trading. For sure, I think uh, like we were just talking about earlier, sometimes you need a sort of a fresh start. That doesn't always mean you need to go to a new team, but like you said, Nick Nurse is a new coach. Uh, Obviously, they've had. Doc Rivers in Philly past couple of seasons and it hasn't it didn't produce for him 
the way they would have liked. It didn't get them the results. And Tobias Harris kind of became a like like his dad said. He was in the corner. He was like the fourth option after James Harden, after Maxi, after Embiid, right? Right. And to me, I think I, I wouldn't. I'm not gonna say he's an assassin score. I'm, I'm not gonna put him like you said mm-hmm. at a Kate. Nah, like he's he's <laughs> got the similar. Some, he's got some similarities. He got mid range game. He can shoot it. He can get to the basket. He's tall. He's long. Exactly. Like, he can score. I, I like him. Passes, I, man. Yeah. For sure. I, I like Tobias Harris a lot. I don't think he was being utilized the right way in Philly. Right. Um, do I think he can be a guy that gets you twenty? Let's just say twenty five a game. Mm, at this point in his career, I don't know. Can he maybe, get you a maybe. solid? 15, 18, I can see that. He could probably get more than that if he's in the right place or right situation. Right coaching, right, you know, scheme, whatever. Like I said, maybe that maybe that could be something with Nick Nurse. I, I think he could probably maybe he can unlock it a little bit more. Doc <laughs> speaking of Doc, just he had some comments uh, a couple weeks back, but mm-hmm. about Harden and everything. I that whole that whole situation is another thing, but I feel like Philly. I, I agree. I don't think Philly's using utilizing him properly, and he could probably be better somewhere else. But they have a new coach, and I don't think they want to really break up this team. I, I think they want to bring Harden back. They want to try to run it back and get better. So we'll see how it goes. But I definitely think that he's he's an elite scorer. I wouldn't put him as an assassin score exactly, but he's he's elite for sure. Yeah, um, and the fact that what they're trying to get him for, <laughs> the that mm-hmm. that was kind of that's something to me. Like some like they wanted some outrageous packages in return for Tobias Harris, which is unrealistic. Uh, it's unrealistic to me. For example, please <laughs> uh, for Cleveland. The team has asked for Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, and a draft pick for Tobias Harris. Mm. Overstating your value, overestimating your value, that is an example of that. No way would Cleveland ever do that trade. <laughs> Yo, even, not both of your bigs, not not your is, twin towers. <laughs> is, and a pick? <laughs> no. I'll consider a pick, maybe. And maybe one of my players, but I'm I would definitely try to keep both of those players if I'm Cleveland. Like I feel like those are core players for your team. But with that that aside though, I don't know what they'll get for Tobias Harris. Um it's definitely not an outrageous package like that. But you can get something, maybe a pick or two. That's about it. Nothing outrageous like that. And if you want to win yeah. now, you're probably better off just keeping them than getting some draft picks. Yeah, they definitely are in win now mode. Uh, yeah, I I wouldn't. I, I'm not giving up two of my best players, two of my, two of my starters, and a pick. That's kind exactly. of exactly in my front court. No, that's a little outlandish for <clears throat> sure. That's a little ambitious, but I don't know. Even even then, like I'm just looking at that specific trade scenario, for example. But you give up Mobley, you give up Jared Allen. Yep. And then you send them to Philly with MB, and you got three basic power forward slash centers. 
that are they can start anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't I don't understand that logic exactly unless they were like I don't know. But yeah, I, I I'm not Could a big fan. Injury concerns maybe for Embiid. I don't know. You gonna move one of those guys to the bench? I personally wouldn't, but I was thinking that I guess the only person that would go to the bench is Allen. Uh, like or what? Mobley maybe? Because like, what you gonna do it, though, to play all three? That's the crazy. Best <laughs> put, the best bet is to put Mobley at the three, and then Embiid. Can you see Embiid as a power forward? He'll dominate whoever he's going against. And Jerry Allen in the center. I I don't know if Mobley is ready to guard smaller threes on the perimeter like that. I, I think he's versatile, but I don't know if he's ready to. Yeah, that, make that, that that's, that's why I put him there because he's the most out of those three. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know why we talk. This 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 is not going to happen. <laughs> but you're right for Philly. For Philly though, why would you do that? Unless you have to bring yeah. one of them off the bench. Now yeah. it'll have to be Jerry Allen because you know MB is the is the guy. So yeah, for sure. Even then, that wouldn't move the needle. I don't know. Philly. I'm ready to see what Philly's going to do. For sure. But that's not it. That's not going to get it done. In other NBA news, we got a little bit of action here. Nas Reed signing back with the Timberwolves. A new three-year, $42 million deal with the player option. Shout out to Nas Reed. Really good big man. I was on him. So hoping he'd go to the Heat, but... Staying with the uh, Timberwolves, so shout out to Nas Reed for that. Other NBA news, man, we still got some, you know, free agent names. What's Kyrie going to do? Fred Van Vliet opted out. Uh, other big news that came out, Brooklyn, Brooke Lopez, not Brooklyn Lopez, Brooke Lopez. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is being eyed by the Rockets. Um, that could be a potential move. We'll see. I know a lot of Brooklyn fans want him to come back to Brooklyn, so... Mm-hmm. See where it goes. James Harden. We're still trying to figure out if he's going to resign with the Sixers or not. Um, Dylan Brooks, man. This was an interesting one. We all know his uh, <laughs> situation with the Grizzlies this past season. Yeah. By no means is he going back there, apparently. But uh, mm-hmm. he's seeking a new contract, man. And uh, mm-hmm. he's asking for an interesting number for a, a player of his caliber. I'll just put it that way. Yeah. He's asked for $12.4 million, which is above the mid-level exception here. So, yeah, that's what he's asking for. Per year? Good point. I believe it's per year because that would be way too low. It's like um, over a course of a couple of years or whatever. That's too low. $12.4 million a year for Dylan Brooks. Is it worth it? Is he going to... Add true value. He's gonna bring the antics. <laughs> That's a question mark for me. But uh, go ahead, man. Okay, see, sign you a good boy, uh, good, good guy, and, and and Dylan Brooks, man. Go ahead, add him, add him in there. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, he's averaged like about eleven point seven million over his previous contract. Hmm. So it makes some sense that he want to raise, but you know, he wants more than twelve point four million. 
Mm. So he still wants a big contract somewhere. It'll be interesting. Uh, I want to see where he goes for sure. But yeah, well, we can tell more about that. But some other news, though. In other news, we all are wondering what time it is in Portland. Is it still Dame time? Because apparently today, Dame had a meeting with the Blazers to figure this thing out. Uh, The rumors are that Dame is not looking to... We're not sure what he's wanting to do in in Portland, obviously. and, And it's looking like he made actually move will he go somewhere we don't know yet but got the meeting today so maybe later this week we will be uh talking about a different story man but me personally you know you know how you know what it is let me let me bring this will smith up real quick (laughs) miami (laughs) talk you know what i'm saying but uh we'll see we'll see yeah zay's referencing that dane was playing miami um Dane was playing Miami on his IG Live, the song by Will Smith. So, yeah. teasing us, man. Uh, Jimmy Butler was playing Dame's song, posted that. Like, you know, it's it's there's some stuff coming on out here, man. And the fact that he's meeting with the team today, it's not the best news in the world that you wait a couple days after the draft, by the way, to talk to your team. That's already not looking good. So, uh, and again, Portland did try to trade that pick but the I believe it was the Nets the Nets declined the offer the Nets the Brooklyn sorry Portland wanted to try to get Mikael Bridges like Dane wanted but the Nets said no go so he might as well drive the best prospect and it was Scoot Henderson at that point so that's what more can you do so they haven't mean to talk about the franchise in this future this is according to Chris Haynes who's reported it so we'll see and Dame also apparently says that he doesn't want to be on the stack team he says he doesn't want to be on the team with three superstars or all-stars you know so what does that mean you take it as you will but me personally it just kind of going both sides it could mean that he just really wants Portland to have a chance and it could be encouraging if you're a Portland fan that Yo, we just try to get some help. We'll be fine. We can keep Dane. It could also mean that Dane really wants to go. But he doesn't want to go to an overall stack team. So a team like Phoenix is probably out to push. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> That's definitely out the question. So that makes maybe a team like Miami more realistic. Which is, he said that verbally. So the teams that he said were teams that weren't really stacked. You know, so yeah, we'll definitely see what Dame does. Absolutely, looking I'm, forward to it. I'm in. I'm in it, man. Dame sweepstakes. Here we come. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to see what happens. So news may break sometime. We'll see, and when it does, we'll react to it. You know, and Swiss Masters will react to it, and we'll talk about it. Oh yeah, uh, Kill be using his guru powers for good. Uh, if I want to make a prediction though, uh oh. <laughs> I mean, Uh-oh. yo, based on what Portland did, for example, Q 
can you imagine uh the Celtics got first out sports teams, right? right? That's a move, it's it's something, right? And we yeah. all agree that Portland needs to improve their front court. Nurkic isn't it, bro. Just saying. We've had a couple years with him, it's not working out. Like even making a move like that shows some faith to your superstar. Y'all didn't do that. So just saying, there are some players and moves out there that you can make. You're just not doing it. So honestly, it's probably best for Portland to rebuild anyway. You got a good young core to start with. You Simons, you got um Shaden Sharp. Now you got Scoot Henderson. That's a good young core. Go ahead and keep going with it. Rebuild. Trade name for even more pieces. And this Bradley Bill stuff, you know, 10 picks with that trade, you know, imagine what you can get for Dane, man. So, like, yo, I say the best move, go ahead and trade Dane. Uh, and you probably want to make your superstar happy, so you may not get as much, because Miami, I'm not sure y'all can even give up that many picks, you know? Uh, yeah. I believe, but, I, I can see Dame in Miami, man. Uh, I believe Dame's gonna give him a list, and the team that produces the most assets, they'll get Dame. My only concern about y'all getting them is that I'm not sure y'all have enough assets. Y'all having young players, like are y'all willing to give up Hero? Based on what I last read, y'all weren't. So, well, that's probably gonna be the deal breaker right there. We'll see. Uh, if I was at the helm, you know, I, I trust in Pat. I trust in the team, man. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm predicting Dane's going to be on another team. Up here, probably. If I had to choose, he's probably on another team. I think it's time, bro. Like you said, this, the Blazers have not had the uh, the right type of run to be able to, to get where Dane is trying to get to. And exactly. sometimes... The wind of change comes through, so yeah. I don't see why not. Could be, could be the right thing to do. Yeah. And to wrap up this conversation, I know you mentioned Dylan Brooks earlier too. Uh, yeah, I'm interested to see what the Bucks are going to do. Y'all trying to keep Chris Middleton? What does that mean? Off now, a 40 mil. That gotta mean two things. One, you want to restructure, give the Bucks some relief, maybe and do a cheaper deal to help the team get more assets or does he want even more money? Which is rough. I mean, this, is a, this isn't this is an all-star we're talking about. So, I mean, he can he can get it. It's just, it's tough. Yeah. And, and going to Dylan Brooks, uh, I don't know, man. Clearly, I doubt team will pay that uh, he just has to play for a team on cheap deal and build up his stock. That's what you gotta do at this point. You didn't. You flamed out in the playoffs, bro. It's just the facts, man. Your value is down right now, so you gotta yeah. be on some team that'll take you, build your build your um value, and then go after the bag again. Do a one year short deal, short term deal. And then go on, make some money after that. That's what I'm thinking. What, what do you think? 
Uh, I definitely can't see him going up in salary uh, based on his current right. status as a player. Uh, reputation, uh, we already know how that kind of perceives him in ways. But um, it's, not, it's not good. It's not very good, but if he gets an opportunity at any level, um, he has to take it, take it and make the most of it. Um, and, and, you know, even if you take a, I, I say take a one-year deal somewhere, even if it's not like, you know, a big substantial contract right. and you work for it, you earn yourself a bigger contract because right now, I don't know if teams can trust you. That's the, that's the biggest thing. It's not like, it's not like uh, statistically or, or you, you can't see what he does on the court. Like we know what he can do, what he can do, but can he stay focused and will he produce at a high level? Can he add to a team's value and, and what they're trying to do as far as their goals? So, yeah, it's a, it's a label. He has a reputation of being a distraction now, right now. That's yeah. all it is. You know, and even how you ended the season, bro. You didn't do your pressers. You didn't do the interviews. That doesn't look good. And those are job requirement stuff. And the Grizzlies came out with a statement that said, you, you will not be back by any means. <laughs> they said, no, not you. You out of here. We pack your bags. Stay on the curb, bro. Yo, back up. <laughs> they did you got say 30 that. minutes. I forgot they evicted that man <laughs> straight up. I'm like, straight dang. up, bro. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, good luck to all those players we talked about. Yeah, we'll keep monitoring this dang situation, though. For sure. Quick shout out, final swish. You know, I got to shout out Aaliyah Boston, man. Making some history, first rookie in the WNBA to make the All-Star starting squad since 2014. She's been doing her thing for the Fever. Super excited about the future, and um, I'm glad to see her representing the Fever. Reminded me of young Tamika Catchings and, and, and such back in Indiana. But yeah, man, she's been hooping, and I'm looking forward to, to the WNBA All-Star game. Brittany Grind is back. It's going to be fun, bro. Good final switch, man. Mine's um shout out to Chet Holmgren. Uh he's back looking good, looking looking a lot healthier. And the report is saying that he should be ready for summer league. Which is cool, by the way. I'm glad you got back. But still don't play as many summer games as you did last summer, man. That's where the issue started. <laughs> so don't play as many. Take your time. Be slow about it. Gradually get back into the game shape. Take your time, man. We need you this season, bro. Because OKC <clears throat> would be defied expectations. We can go only going, only gonna go up from here. So, yeah. Shout out to Chet, OKC. Y'all do y'all thing. Take your time. See where we go from there. Solid. So yeah, thank y'all for tuning in to the podcast. Uh, we appreciate y'all support. We see y'all subscribing. Keep on doing it. A lot of y'all viewing the videos and stuff and the clips, bro, but some of y'all ain't subscribing. Come on. You can go ahead and subscribe. And subscribe to the to the podcast method you listen to. Leave some comments. Let us know what you think. 
Yeah, that's all. Just saying. Oh, yeah. Appreciate you. 100%. 100%. Keep it real. Go ahead, hit that subscribe button. Smash that subscribe button. Turn the notifications on. We got videos coming. We got NBA news. We got <laughs> we got everything, man. So, Switchmasters Podcast, your home for hoops. We are here. We're ready. Join us. Join us, Switch Gang. We appreciate it. Appreciate y'all and enjoy this hot summer, man. <laughs> Peace.